Hello. Hi. This is Zane. I'm Colin. <laughs> and today we have with us... Sam. Yeah. What are we doing? Are we recording a podcast? We are. Does it have a title? Uh, this is IndieCred Podcast. Cool. We're starting a little differently. We used, <laughs> we used to bring people into the garage, and we were already recording, uh-huh. and they're just thrown into it. Oh, man. You missed so much gold. <laughs> but, yeah. But sometimes they don't know what the podcast is supposed to be about, and you don't explain it well until, like, 15 minutes in. Kind of like this intro that we're doing now, where we haven't explained yeah. anything. Yeah. And, so, yeah. Okay. IndieCred Podcast. I'm Zane. This is Colin. Today we got Sam Gerwitz with us. Yes. And Sam Samantha is... Jane. Samantha, Samantha Jane. Samantha Jane. I'm, I'm playing with that. Wait, yeah. did I just... Do I not say your last No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I just... I don't know. Is it too Jewy for music? No, I think Jews are allowed to play music. Yeah. I mean, there's Yentl. Well, yeah. I mean, there's Bob Dylan. But they all changed from their Jewy name uh-huh. to a more... A hmm. palatable name. Um, I can't say palatable. anything I, I usually go by Zane LaRue, but my full name is, is uh-huh. Zane LaRue Dickinson. Yeah. Oh. So if you were to want to... I never, I never well, lost... Pick up that Dickinson? No, no. I can't say... <laughs> I can't say like, I would... Samantha Jane Dickinson. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. If you want it... That would be my novel That sounds like a novelist name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. when yeah. I start writing novels, I'm going to go to that. Yeah. So, the lost Dickinson. Do you have like a, a, a stage name? Is Samantha Jane the stage name? I or? defaulted into Samantha Jane as my stage name because I took my last name off Facebook and then that's just what everyone booking me saw and yeah. started yeah. introducing me as and I was like, yeah. I, I'll, I kind of am rocking it. Mm-hmm. I hear ya. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing because I purposely gave myself a stage name, not by accident. But it's a weird thing to enforce. Like, <laughs> What's your real name? Well, my real name is Colin Morris, but, <laughs> but so I go by name? Colin J. Morris, and I have to insist on it. It's really awkward is a lot J of times. Is the J really your middle initial? Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. What does it stand for? James. It's not bad. No. It's fine. Do it's you the... want it just because you want, like, you want to have a memorable, like, oh yeah, Colin J, yes. they'll remember. Yes. More like. Uh, well, it started because of IMDb. There were 14 Colin Morrises and only five Colin J. Morrises. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Fair enough. The odds are in your favor. Exactly. <laughs> Gotta hem that down. But also, yeah. if you find me on IMDb, there is no photo. And I don't think I've had a credit updated on IMDb since, like, 2013. So mm. don't find me on IMDb. I'm on <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> I need to... Fuck with my IMDb. Do you do that? I yeah. I first was on IMDb. I was Samantha Jane Polay. I used my mom's last name because less Jewy. <laughs> <laughs> was, that was a Jews in hiding name when they were like, let's make a name that sounds French but is spelled completely wrong. <laughs> so that's the Polay side of the family. So I'm I'm in as that, and I thought it was kind of like. You know, I liked Sex and the City at the time, so I was like, Sarah Jessica Parker, Samantha Jane Pole. Yeah. Um, rocking the three names. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's it's I a like memorable it. name. It is a stage Should I go back name. to the Pole? I don't know. 
I it's, like this conversation though. This is something I want to talk to people about more because it's like, yeah, stage names are weird and like, why? But then you know, I feel like but now that I've all been to of LA, us have a stage yeah, exactly. name, and yeah. I know tons of our friends have stage. But names. only lately have I been like regretting and wishing I would have just always gone by Zane Lurie Dickinson. I mean, you can always add it on. I can. You yeah. can just tack yeah. it on. You don't really have to change much. Yeah, you could be John Cougar Mellencamp. You know what I just heard is a fun thing. Michael Keaton's actual name is Michael Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> and he uses that for other things. So people will come to pick him up like drivers and they think they're getting Michael Douglas. But and they get Michael Keaton. Keaton? That's amazing. Upgrade. I think that's so cool, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I thought I was picking up Michael Douglas, I would be excited. And if I arrived and found out it was Michael Keaton, I would shit in my fucking car. Yeah, Dude. that's why he's not happy with a lot of no. drivers. <laughs> no, one star across I the board. I love him so much. She's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's when, awesome. When we were to, if we put this out, do we do Samantha Jane? Because that's kind of what's happening to you now. I think I think I'm just writing it right now. Okay. I think Unless that's... we all decide right now, I should go back to the polling. <laughs> Circle back <laughs> to my 19-year-old decision. Samantha Jane Pulley. Samantha Jane Pulley. We I gotta keep put a Jane now. All of your names in parentheses. Can I get five names? Yeah. Should I become Spanish? Sure. Yeah. yeah well, if you really want to hide the juice. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Then I went back to the Gerwitz for comedy because I was like, well, being a Jew in comedy—that's just like a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> But then now... Just to, to choose depending on the job you're applying for. Yeah, there you exactly. go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can what? always, like, if you're doing real music... Because you do songs that aren't comedy songs. Yes. You could... That's a different name. And that's, then... That's what I'm trying to pick now, because I'm right. moving... Yeah. yeah. Just do... So, what, let, let's do a little... Uh, let's do a little overcap. Um, so, we bring people in here who we think are indie as fuck... Why do we think you're indie as fuck? No. What's all the stuff that you do? I can't speak for what you think, but um, I am. But you would like super to. Yeah. indie, yes. <laughs> but I'll try. Uh, I uh, I'm very indie because I don't make a lot of money uh-huh. on anything. I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, one. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I do a lot of indie kind of underground comedy. I've done. UCB stuff for like 10 years. I just moved from New York. That's super indie. That's indie. That's indie. Yeah. indie as fuck. Um, let me tell you about how hard I am. Nobody sponsored that uh, move. No. Very no. independent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, mm. that's not entirely true. My friend kind of <laughs> <laughs> But he's like an independent uh, yeah, backer. She, it's not like yes. MGM. No, no, like, no. I have, <laughs> I have private backers. I have a lot of private uh, donors to yeah. this life. Mm-hmm. Um... Now I'm doing super indie music. It's so indie. It's completely unreleased. <laughs> That's pretty indie. <laughs> Only people have heard it in person. You both heard it. Yeah, I've heard in it. In person. Yeah. Um, I like her unfinished stuff more. Yeah. Yeah, you know? You know, I'm really into her rough cuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the stuff where there's only, like, a few words, and the rest of it's like... Yeah, it's just a recording on your iPhone. I'm like... Oh, and so it would go like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what else do I do? I do comedy music that's indie, too. Because, um, you know, nothing's more underground than funny music. Yeah, <laughs> cool. And it's a rough market. Um, what else do I do? Uh, that's how I met you. Comedy yeah. music, because yeah. you were on a show. Mm-hmm. The Scramble. That's indie right. show. Mm-hmm. It just it seemed perfect. Y'all were doing music dressed like monsters. <laughs> I was doing music dressed like a zombie. Wait, no, no, no. You're talking about a, a real monster that we just... We were... The, we. 
work with them. You were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You were there. I, yeah, I yeah. actually, I get that a lot. People say that I look like Igor, and I'm fucking insulted every single time. He's is... like a gross, pale, humpback thing. Not anything against him. He's but, a nice guy. Great but... mustache. Yeah, that's maybe people are just seeing the mustaches. I think so. Yeah, they're like blinded. They see mustache on him. They see mustache on me. Assume we're like the same person. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get it. I have brown hair. All There's the tweens on the hair. Instagram. Uh-huh. People are like, "Are you Sarah Schaefer?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> so throw throw her on blast. You right? Who is this Sarah Schaefer? A different brown haired stand up. She Comedian. would. God, girls in comedy with the brown hair. I don't know. And the well, Jewiness. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much. You do makeup, though, too. I do. Very I... well. Oh, thank you. I've seen photographs. Oh, my goodness. You should see them in person. I really do want to someday. Yeah, I'd love to show you. Um, I love doing uh, horror makeup, especially. Because beauty makeup's fun, but that's like... Actually, it's not fun. <laughs> it's just like telling girls they're pretty, even though they're very insecure. And like, I have enough of that in my own personal life. I don't mm. need to be doing that on the daily for other people. Yeah, yeah. I do uh, that in the mirror every morning. Just right. like you're pretty. You're pretty. You're, you're pretty. pretty. Trust. Oh, you, you're so pretty. You can do. He this. does do that. I do. I do it here at Zane's house. You come over. <laughs> yeah. Well, I work just a few blocks away. Well, I used so. to live on his couch, and it was like really weird to be thrown into that. Saying, I need you to come into the bathroom with yeah. me so I can tell you I'm pretty. Yeah. And the mirrors, the way they were in the bathroom, is a very weird mm. experience. Mm. Candles. Uh, I'm getting the real Buffalo Bill image in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we met at the Peck Theater. Yeah. Uh, and do you do a lot of stuff at the Peck Theater? Because I see you on like flyers for that place all the time. I have, since I got to LA, I've really taken to the Peck. Yeah. I like it. I sort of did my little tour of the improv things. Um, and as much as I love UCB and I loved it, especially in New York here, it's very different. Yeah. And, uh, you know, love my friends that do it, love to do stuff when I'm there, but, um, it's definitely got more of a like showcasey vibe mm-hmm. and less of a like, let's get drunk and hang out and make some weird stuff vibe. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Cause I've never really, I've just gone to some shows, but like, yeah. Yeah. I hear that from a lot of people. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, well, not, they kind of turn it into like a big college, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're, <laughs> they're making money off those classes. Uh, that's for sure. It's accredited now, I think. Which as a university, it wasn't accredited when a, I went because I'm indie as fuck. <laughs> but uh, now it's like a real thing. So you can I think, write that off. Yeah, you can write off. Improv. You can, you can right talk your, your parents UCB into classes. thinking it's a good move for your career. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. I mean, a lot of people already do do that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that helps. My me. plan when I moved to LA was to do the Second City course and tell my parents that it was better than me going to grad school. Mostly because there was no chance in hell I was ever getting into a grad school. But I was like, <laughs> this is like my continued education for what yeah. I'm going to do for the rest of my life. This is so important. Can I have $300? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I justify it to my parents. I'm like, look, this guy on TV, I know him. Oh, there you go. He was my teacher. Uh-huh. Remember when you paid for that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's like, a, I know that guy from the school that I paid a lot of money to go for because they're like, oh, you're friends with that guy? I was like, well, kind of. Yeah. 
Yeah, I paid him a lot of money to teach me how to do what he did in that show. Yeah. So we're kind of friends. Yeah, I would say that. I mean, I'm kind of friends with some of the, you know, back in the day <laughs> kids, right? You know, back when it was not an accredited school, <laughs> people would hang out more. I don't know. Also, I'm a girl, so maybe the guys are more friends with me. <laughs> so, how how long did you do UCB stuff in New York? Uh, I started in 2006. Oh, okay. So long time. I moved as a little 21 year old to New York. Wait, wh- so where'd you go? You didn't live in New York. No, grew up in New York. I grew up in South Florida. Is oh, that, that's okay. pretty fucking indie. You right? said that way earlier. All right. <laughs> yeah, but that was before recording. So anyway. No, that never happened. Being from Florida, Zindy. Right? Yeah. It's crazy. We've had some, we've had some Paul. fellow Floridians. Who else is from Florida? Maybe just Paul. Paul. We've had okay. a Floridian <laughs> we had in Paul here. here. One. You see one. You see yeah. one. <laughs> Look, we're racking them up now. We got another Floridian. Where was he from? In, in... Wait, so how'd you say that? No, that's fine. Floridian? We're moving on. We're just okay. moving on from Floridian. <laughs> Floridian? Is it east or west or north or south? I think he's a Miami guy. Oh, that's, that's close to me. Okay. I'm like... North South Florida. Okay. West Palm Beach. Right. So two hours north of Miami. Like if Miami was New York, I'd be in Long Island. <laughs> so from anyone out of state I could be like, Yeah, I'm close to Miami, but from anyone in state I'd be like, I'm not really from Miami. Right, right. <laughs> West Palm Beach. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say just Oklahoma City. Right? Because, like, no, nobody knows anywhere in Oklahoma. You just say Oklahoma City. Well, Norman. People know Norman. That's a university. No, no one knows. Yeah. <laughs> if I told her Norman, she'd be like, But oh. if you said, um, I always forget, is it fucking Oklahoma or Oklahoma State? I can never remember. O-S-U? O-S-U? What's in Norman? Oklahoma University. O-U. O-U. So if you said, I'm from where... But still, that's even further away from where I'm from. So Oklahoma City's like. Where are you actually from? Hera, Oklahoma, which is oh, like that's just right. a small town, like 45 minutes away from the city. Oh. Why yeah. do you think you lived in Norman? Uh, well, I did live there for a while. Like, okay, uh, maybe that's in, when I met in you. In the Boom Bang days, where we all lived together in a house. Okay. Sorry, Boom Bang. It's a band that I used to like, kind of live with and mm. hang out with, shoot music videos with, and be best friends with forever, and high five and stuff. Oh. Very good friendships. It was so much fun. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So, we lived in Norman there, so we would always just say, um, we're from Norman. Gotcha. It was easy. Gotcha. This is about me, by the way, this whole podcast. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any questions for Zane? Yeah, so, um, when did you move to L.A.? (laughs) (laughs) Four years ago, I I decided, no, we're not going to do that. (laughs) This is is old ground on Indie Yeah, I think that's that's come up five, how many episodes do we have? 16, 17? I think we're, this This is 19. This is 19. 19? Mm -hmm. I know exactly, I don't know why I pretended like it. (laughs) I just had to label a folder. (laughs) Uh, I'm too cool to know how many podcasts we have. We just run into each other at this point. At legal drinking age, you were like, New York. Basically, yeah. I, I, I moved, I turned 21 in November, and then I moved to New York in January. So I didn't, even have much legal time in Florida. Yeah, was yeah. it like a twenty one is sort of like a an age marker? So was it like I gotta do something? Well, I didn't want to move to the city and like not be able to go to a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I had so I uh, I finished high school. I had not applied to any colleges because no one told me you're supposed to do that before you graduated. Yeah, and I just didn't realize that you were supposed to. <laughs> And I was like, that's cool. I don't need college. I'm going to be a fucking actress. Like, pff, I'm yeah. just going to do my shit. And Fuck so yeah. I was doing community theater 
and dating this guy who did bike taxi downtown who had one leg. And my dad was like, you should go to college. Good call. Man. I was like, well, you don't understand my art, but fine. So I went to community college, Palm Beach Community College. Uh, super cool. I actually met my friend who I live with in L.A. now. Oh, nice. So it paid off eventually. Yeah. Um, and then I finished that and I graduated that in December. And then moved to New York in January. I had a, I had auditioned for the American Academy of Dramatic Arts because like a bunch of people from our college were doing that, and I got in, and uh, we paid even a down payment. And then right before I moved, my dad was like, "I don't want to pay for you to get another associate's degree. You just got one of those." Oh damn! And I was like, "Uh, well, that's what I was gonna do in New York." Um, tried to explain conservatory to him, didn't quite get it. <laughs> well, and, wait, explain conservatory to me, because I'm not familiar well, with the Well, the American benefit of Academy a conservatory is it's not about the degree. It's that at the end of the conservatory program, you get to have a showcase for agents, and that's how a lot of people end up with agents and becoming oh. professional actors. Okay. Um, so it's good for that, but uh, didn't do that. He pulled out. I was like, "Well, I'm moving to New York anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't need I don't need a fancy school." Yeah. So I moved to New York and just did UCB instead because I had been doing improv in my community college. And uh, yeah, I I actually went to the Miami Improv Fest right like the week before I moved to New York, and was like stalking them, <laughs> soft stalking. Sure, you know, I was yeah. like, "I'm gonna go. I'm gonna meet the UCB people." And I'm going to be like, I'm moving to New York to do comedy, and, uh, and then we'll all be BFFs. And so I did that. I went and I met them and went to the after party and got blackout drunk. So I <laughs> talked to a lot of them, but had no memory of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, showed up in New York three weeks later, took one of their 101 classes, and they saw me, and they're like, you're the, you're the girl from Miami? <laughs> like, you... <laughs> You're the girl from Miami. And I'm like, yeah, I told you I was moving here. Now I realize like they probably meet drunk people at every show. They're like, I'm I'm moving to New York to do comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But I did it. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a few moments where I met people I worked on jobs with. They were like, that kid's stuck in Oklahoma forever. And they're like, oh, good for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good, you did it. That's actually where I met Bobby Moynihan. He was on that tour co. Oh, (laughs) nice. (laughs) And then he was there at my first class. Where it was just just in some rehearsal space, and he's like, "You're the, you're the girl from Miami." I'm like, "I am." Is Hi. he the nicest, coolest? He is the nicest. He just guy. looks so nice. He's the nicest guy. Oh, he's such a sweetheart. Bobby. Bobby's a nice guy. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> so Let me just you drop that name. <laughs> yeah. You knew about UCB we because take you them. were. Hmm? What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. I was just commenting. We take name drops. Like, we love them here. Is that indie or is that not indie? I can't no, tell. it's fun because, like, you're indie, but, ooh, this is like a little peek into the the climb out of, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's almost fun... like our podcast becoming accredited. Yeah. That we have a guest who knows Bobby Moynihan. Hi, <laughs> 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 <Hi>, Bobby. <laughs> we we've had someone in our garage that has been in the same room as Bobby Moynihan. Oh my god! Guys. Oh man, I'm Samantha Jane. Wow, Politoff, Gerwitz, <laughs> Dickinson. Yep. Oh yeah, we're at. I think I might have flubbed the French one, but but because you were doing commute or you were in in college doing improv already. Yeah. That's how you knew about UCB. Yes. Yeah, my improv teacher was a guy who had, like, 
moved to New York for a few months and done some improv, moved to Chicago for a few months and then moved back to Florida. And like, you know, if you're from a small town and you go out to the city, even if you like don't last very long, you come back and you're like, I know everything now. Yeah. I've been to Chicago. Yeah. Uh, and they knew actually Billy Merritt and Michael Delaney, who were, mm-hmm. they do a thing called Omelette Vision. They're like big old school UCB guys. Billy's out here mm-hmm. now. Um, and they're from West Palm Beach, same city. So we had seen them locally and uh, they were tied to UCB. So I had heard about it. I remember my improv teacher in community college that he made us read Truth and Comedy and we were like getting all into it. And then I was like, I want to do a Herald. I want to do a Herald before I leave. Like, can we do a Herald before the year is over? And he's like, you're not ready for Herald. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play Zip Zap Zop. Yeah, pretty much exactly <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do you agree with that? Do you think you could have handled it? I think it? anyone's ready for Harold. Yeah. It's, like, it's not going to be a good one, but fucking yeah. go for it. It's improv. Why would you just it's say improv. that? It's improv! thing, yes! Yeah. So it's so funny. When I was in college and started doing improv, uh, I'm putting in air quotes, uh, seriously. <laughs> But I, I just say that because when I was in high school, I started, but it was all short form. It was, all it was like quirks, we baby. were watching, yeah, we were watching Who's Line, and then would show up. Oh, yeah. and... oh, this was a short form group. I'm not gonna. Lie. Oh, okay, yeah. Not to shit on short form, but it's it's not my thing. Ever since I found long form improv, I, it's better. Um, I get it. You're so indie. I'm so indie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't do short form and be indie. Is that? I think you can. I don't I think. know. But it's frowned upon. No, I don't. The long I think it's coming back. Like it's like the new indie because for the longest time, short form was like the sellout. Like that's what who's yeah. line. Well, you could go to fucking Vancouver and make you know three hundred bucks a week doing short form yeah, improv. Yeah, the, the paid. Oh, really? You can get yeah. paid to do short form improv shows. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because it's crowd pleasing. That's it's what I would, crowd yeah. work. It's yeah. like, hey, come on in. It's fifteen bucks a cover and twelve bucks a drink. And people are gonna do funny goof arounds for it. Yeah. It's way more marketable. Yeah, and they're like, just like whose line, just like what you've seen on TV. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know there was like such a scene about improv before I moved to out here. I uh, I oh, discovered you. I didn't even know about Second City until right before I was moving out here. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, no, like a year prior, I was like, I'm gonna move to Chicago. And so I was studying up. I didn't know the scenes existed, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, there's fucking, like, shows every night. It's just, like, a whole different... It was a whole indie scene. Now it's, like, big news, It's you know? Yeah, it's, there's a lot. Yeah, once it, once Polar got on SNL and everyone's like, oh, she has a theater. I mm-hmm. want to get on SNL. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And then it's... Sorry, kids. Not indie to do improv anymore. <laughs> Ooh, open mics oh, are indie again. Oh, oh, no, please, not open mics. I like them. Not I want to really, go I back. But I, I'll do it little. You love It's like I like the to, grit yeah. of, like, <laughs> love the grit. It's the front line. It's true grit. I love the yeah. grit sit of sitting in a fucking bar till one in the morning, oh, yeah. waiting for my five minutes. And your oh. bud says he's definitely going to get you up. <laughs> And then your name actually doesn't go in the bucket, and he forgets because your name wasn't in the bucket. That's right. How could he keep track? Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot going on, man. I was at an open he mic. Does. He does, though. He's running an open mic. Oh, they all true. do. Fuck me for even asking. Everyone running an open mic has a lot on their plate. I, I worst open mic experience in my life. I won't name names or where it was at, but... As a bit, the host took the bucket and dumped the names onto the stage, like four acts in, 
And I stayed there until fucking closing, sitting in the front row. I was so young and eager, and I was like, oh, like, yeah, I'm going to be like a good fan of open mic comedy so people will hang out and appreciate when I get up on stage. Uh, <laughs> That's cute. The one name that didn't get put back in the bucket after the dumping the names onto the stage bit was mine. So at fucking closing time, um, he pulls the last name and it's not me. And he's like, oh, this guy left like three hours ago. That was uh, L.A. whispering in the winds. Fuck you, Colin. Go back to where you're from. But I didn't. I didn't listen. You're going to get at least six hardcore one of those when you first move here. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, I feel like I've had a great time in L.A. Yeah, you did New York for ten years. L.A. doesn't have fucking anything. Yeah, you Well, it's like, yeah. I had that out the brief time I tried stand-up in New York, I felt like every time I went to an open mic, I would get pulled either first, mm-hmm. which I did not want. No one wants to be the warm-up comic for the open mic room, <laughs> especially if you just started. And then, or like last, when yeah. everyone is gone yeah. and no one gives a shit. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I can't yeah. uh, hang with this. How long did you do, uh, did you try stand-up? Uh, there were two separate times. Um, the first one was when I had, like, this weird break from improv. Uh, so I was dating someone who didn't like improvisers. <laughs> Probably a fucking improviser himself, I'm no, guessing. No, no, he wasn't. He was a musician. We did music together. Um, it was... Oh, my God. I'm like, should I tell this story? Probably <laughs> not. <laughs> it's, I'm interested, well, but... Is it indie? Uh, That's the question. I don't know if it's indie or not. Um. Uh. So I was on a house team at at a at Magnet Theater, which is a great theater run by Armando Diaz in New York. Mm-hmm. Um. And I had done this. Sh- I'd written a show for a character I was doing that's like the Slavic pop star. Um. And then right after I put up the show, my boyfriend at the time groped one of my backup dancers <laughs> in front of me, who also happened to be on my house team. And then I got all weirded out and was all young and instead of breaking up with the guy I broke up with improv <laughs> oh bummer uh, yeah cause you know you yeah. make really great decisions when you're 23 yeah and uh so during that break from improv I was like well I'll try stand up that's like individual you don't have a team mm-hmm. no one can fuck no one that else up for you um. so I started doing stand up I went to this open mic way uptown not I knew no one I knew from improv would be there uh, and so I was doing that for a few months. Um, and it started out pretty great, actually, because I didn't care. And then I started to care and it got real bad. Mm. Very, very bad. And then um, right before I left New York, maybe four or five years later, I, I tried it again. And I did a few mics. I got booked on a couple shows. I probably was not bad for someone who was just developing material. But yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't have the the toughness to keep doing that open mic life. Mm-hmm. Like, that grit that I've been, yeah. Yeah. I really like I'm it. I'm too soft. I think we, that's why I'm liking music now. Yeah. Well, we, as <laughs> so we also cheat. We do music at the open mics. So, it's like right. stand-up and then we do go do a song. Which is, they hate you, the stand-ups hate you more. Yes. But if there's people there, they're happy that something changed for a second. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. 
But we did two years of open mics, and then I got into improv to, like, hopefully get... I was trying to get our band into the improv scene, like, to get on the shows. Yeah. And that worked out. And then that was fun, and improv was fun, and now we're back... We just do both. So it's, like, open mics, we do improv shows. Yeah. And I like I like that a lot more. I like that. Yeah, since <laughs> I moved here, because I was already doing kind of comedy music, so I used, like, the people I knew from improv from New mm. York, like, the yeah. the previous immigrants and uh did a lot of their shows and i like it so much more because i get to be around the improv people and be in the same scene but like do my own act where i don't have to depend on five other people to show up and i don't have to like yeah do improv yeah and it's really great i don't i like sometimes like performing at an improv show because even though you're only performing for the other teams, they're just seeing some shit you wrote. So you're kind of like, at least I'm getting some feedback on some of my shit. So I'm like, I'm performing my shit in front of these yeah. people and I can hear what they think. Well, and I prefer to open mics because it's like, I know I will get up within an hour, an hour yeah. and a half tops. Right, right. There's no chance I'm going to be there for two hours and not get on yeah. stage. I didn't yeah. even think about it, but like doing an improv show as my band is like doing an open mic and just yeah. like performing for all these comedians and then... Only I'm going to get a way cooler response from these Yeah, because we're supportive. It's, yeah. it's just a room full of, like, ten other bored comics, but they're supportive. But you can't always have that. You need that, and then you need to have the, the, the mean the motherfuckers to yeah. also be like, she yeah. changed that fucking thing, though. Cause it, I know. I got to toughen yeah. up a little. It's fun. We're, as, as a group, uh, improvisers are super friendly. <laughs> yeah. They're almost too more supportive. More. It's like, well, because that's the whole thing. You're like, hey, got your back. Like... <laughs> Doesn't matter what you did. I'm gonna make sure that Dude, it works. Sometimes you should not have that guy's back. Maybe you shouldn't. No. Um. So okay. So you went from improv to breaking up with improv to stand up briefly. Mm-hmm. When and how did the sort of music thing come up? And did you always know you're gonna be doing music for music comedy, or were you a musician as a kid? I have always loved music. Uh-huh. Uh, my dad plays guitar. Okay. So, like, when I was, like, a little kid, I'd go to his dad band shows. I love that. At, you know, in, like, Barnes Upstate, I remember as a kid. And uh, always super, super loved it. I would play around with our piano, and people always told my parents, they were like, oh, does she play piano? And they're like, no, she's just playing. Like, it sounds great. You should put her in lessons. When I was, like, five or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they put me in lessons, and then I hated it, because it was, like, a mean... <laughs> lady like telling me what to do making me just play scales and so I quit that and then I did guitar lessons quit that my, my dad tried to read bass quit that I I never understood as a kid that sometimes you're bad at things before you become good yeah. at them mm-hmm. so I just thought if I wasn't naturally good at it I should quit because I wasn't talented mm-hmm. and uh, and I only listened to Mariah Carey uh, Whitney Houston and Celine Dion so I was convinced I could not sing well <laughs> Because I because you were only trying to because I only them. had like two octaves like I couldn't yeah. well, I I must have been terrible mm-hmm. um, so I went towards acting and writing poetry because I seemed naturally good at those things and uh, you know when it went that way for high school and all that but I would always write little songs privately because I mean I I was like yeah I wanted to be a poet for a long time like mm-hmm. a, a beat poet like yeah. Lady Jack Kerouac. <laughs> um, and then, what, when I was in New York, uh, I started dating that guy who did music. And I think part of my brain was like, yes, 
we'll use this. <laughs> and I I made him. Of course. Him... I mean, I would have done that. Yeah, yeah. So I was yeah. like, hey, so when do you want to start writing music for characters that I have in my mind? Uh-huh. You're not doing anything with this. Um, and I made him write music for this pop character I used to do called Gen. Um, she was like this, like, um, one of those like Slovak girls comes from Slovenia, moved to New York to do um, disco pop music, like America mm-hmm. dance, like Britney Spears, like you know candy music. <laughs> and um, we wrote a whole bunch of pop songs that were very very stupid. Those are the funnest ones to write. So great. And then we realized they were actually like good songs. So then we were like well, let's just do them as song, like self-aware pop music, like okay. pop music that knows it's silly. Like, I'm just going to purposely write a song where I'm like, this is a song about my ass. And then that's the whole song. Um, and so we did that as a band called Danger Pin. And we released an album on iTunes that he then took off iTunes <laughs> after oh, we broke God. up. So it's not available on iTunes anymore. <laughs> I think it's still on his... SoundCloud, though, if you That's look at it, we're going to tag it. If we can find this on SoundCloud, we did a really good it. music video. My friend Eddie LeBron, who's this amazing, amazing director, we, oh, I yeah. met him through this actually, and then I've done a bunch of. He just shot a music video for me for my first not comedy song. For a song that I think Rick Wood for yes. the podcast helped you make. Rick Wood and did help Chris me. Chris Dillon, my partner. Yes, he played life. bass on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were fucking. <clears throat> Angels, my Los Angelinos. I was like <laughs> so happy when I found them. Oh, it was so great. Um, yeah, so Eddie, who did my latest music video, which is still being finished, uh, edited. I saw um, some photos that I think were from that on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah, it looks on really Facebook? cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's some fun stuff. It's real cute. So wait, but y'all guys made a music video to this first album you made. Yes, he made a music video for us called Sex with Computers. We had just been like, I was just online doing like whatever, and I was on YouTube, and this girl called Sexy Nerd Girl, who's like this blogger from Toronto, um, had commented on one of our things like, love this, like you're fun, we should do something. And I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like I think they were just like trying to have like a lot of interaction on Facebook. They were trying to make her a bigger thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, let's do a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I'm going to actually respond to this and make this happen. And then Eddie... Um, Eddie had some like fan he did like a Mega Man fan film so he had like big Comic Con like nerd following and so he knew Sexy Nerd Girl and I was like hey if you do this video I can get her in it so they shot her in Toronto on a green screen and then Eddie shot us in New York and edited it all together it's a video called Sex with Computers okay nice very fun nerd song and uh, super great he made us look like we're in Tron like we go into the computer oh that's cool was this as the what, I forget her name. Was this as the character, the Slavic pop star? Or no, was this, this was you? as me. Basically, okay. I was, was doing the same thing. Uh, hmm? What was the name of that two-man duo? Oh, wait, no, this wasn't that Danger part. Pen. Danger yes, Pen. this was Danger Pen. Okay. Oh, okay, gotcha. This was not, Gen and Derek was the characters. Okay. Which I think she still has a Facebook page and everything. Oh, so, but the band still had characters. You guys weren't yourself. No, then the band was us. We basically oh, okay. took her songs and I took the accent off. Gotcha. And just sang okay. them as me, and gotcha. then wrote a few other songs. Gotcha. And did Danger Pin for a while, um, which was super fun. And then, you know, but when we broke up, the band broke up. Yeah. Uh, we tried, actually, we did a little rap group for a little while. Just the two of you again? The two of us, and then my friend Michael, who I had met from a movie that we did together as actors, uh, 
I had this rap verse I had written. A friend of mine had wanted to do a, a song for Valentine's Day, and she came over. Uh, my boyfriend at the time was, like, doing the, the music for her, and uh, it was, like, an R&B song about, like, wanting to get pregnant. And so I was like, well, let's make, like, TLC style, and I'll write a rap verse. <laughs> So I wrote this verse. She never finished the song. It was nothing happened from it. Mm -hmm. And I was just sitting on this verse and then I played it for my friend Michael during this movie and he's like, I do rap. That's great. And I was like, uh, you wanna write some stuff? <laughs> like we can finish the song, I yeah, guess. Yeah. So we just did this one off song. There's a video for that as well. Okay. Online called Baby Bump, my friend um Oh my god. Uh another friend of mine who uh directed Matt Bronsdorf. Oh, that's it. a great name. Yes. He's great. He's great. He directed that film I met Michael in as well. Oh, okay. Um, a, lot, it's a lot of incestuous circles of art. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how it works. I mean, we... Yeah, you meet something on one show, and you're like, oh, I'd like to do this with you again. And then that moves, and yeah. then it turns out the grip is actually an actor, and the audio <laughs> guy is a screenwriter, and it just, like, kind of... Yeah, yeah, moves in and out like that. So that was fun. Then we were like a, a real rap group for a while. We mm -hmm. did a whole bunch of songs. Uh, we, there's two videos the Royal Bees have on, on the YouTube. Matt Bronstrup did both of them. Um, and then... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> then I made out with... <laughs> Then I met out with the other guy in the band, and then my ex was unhappy about that, and then that band imploded. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to learn guitar or something, because I need to <laughs> play an instrument, because I can't, I can't keep depending on it. I shouldn't be telling any of this. Um, that's indie, right? Yeah. So then I started playing guitar like two or three years ago. That's amazing to me. Yeah. I love hearing when people start playing guitar like after whatever, you know, because I, I started fucking with it like couple months ago more than I would have but it's like always like oh man I'm never gonna be good because I didn't start when I was young right? yeah, I was yeah. Like, I'm like I'm, I'm in my 20s like I don't know what I'm supposed to do mm -hmm. I actually started with ukulele first because I was like there's less strings yeah it's it's easier it seemed easier to get yeah. into in New York too you don't have to because you're, you're carrying shit everywhere yeah it's a lot easier to carry but then I didn't want to be like Another girl with a ukulele. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah you got to think about that in New York, I guess, because you're a fucking... You're on the you train and shit. Yeah. yeah, so I started playing guitar, like, right towards the end, and I think I... Because I knew I wanted to move to L.A., and I was like, well, when I get to L.A., I'll have a cool... <laughs> I'll be able to carry a guitar around. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, always looking to this thing I saw that Jack, they were like, Jack Black didn't start playing guitar until he was 28. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'll be all right. Yeah, that's <laughs> but then, I think that's been debunked. It's not true at all. Oh. <laughs> but I was like forever clinging to that. Like, Yeah, it's totally fine. I mean, I you may have heard a gentle pop on the mic. Uh, that was me <laughs> extending a high five towards Sam when she started talking about ukulele. Because literally three days ago, I walked into the Sam Ash on Sunset and just impulse bought a ukulele. It's so goddamn easy yes. and fun. It's my favorite. I, I mean, I was, was the a, same way. You got way. a tenor, right? I, no, a soprano. You got a soprano. I did. I got a soprano. I have a tenor. 
Do those harmonize? <laughs> Does it even matter? It's ukulele. The strings yeah. are plastic. It's fun. Like that. It's yeah. so goddamn good though. Like I was, I was telling Zane, I can't stop talking about my fucking He's ukulele. I've had roof for three days. Plain as you. Yeah, she knows. I've been texting her. <laughs> I've been texting her like, hey. Here's a shitty chord progression I just made up and set the audio file. I, it's just so exciting because you jam over text. I'm the <laughs> I, I'm the guy who could never play a fucking instrument. You know, like yeah, I played. You've been in multiple bands. You played drums. I've seen videos I've, of you playing. <laughs> you used to. I have been in so many bands and I have never been able to play an instrument. I'm convinced. <laughs> I am not a musician. I've seen you I don't actually know. play the drums. I've owned banjo. I've owned a guitar. I've played drums. I've played other things. I am not a musician. I don't. I can't do it. But last night I was sitting on my roof listening to a YouTube tutorial uh, and teaching myself Eleanor Rigby. And I was just like, I could never have done this when I was 14. So now I want a yeah. guitar and a piano and a, an organ. And I can a... play the ukulele. I can play piano. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely play ukulele. I can play the, uh, the ukulele. Well, I was I talking it. to someone else the other day, and this is how I feel in a way. It was just nice to have another musician, DJ, but that's a musician. Uh, validate this where it was like we were both talking about learning instruments and I'm like I feel like I should learn you know more music theory and Mm. shit like that like I don't really know any of that and uh, he's like yeah but then you know he I think he was relating with someone else who told him where it's like you don't want to do that because you're going to ruin your gift like if you're the kind of person who you know Mm -hmm. has like I just do like what feels right Mm -hmm. and that's where I come from. Sometimes if you learn too much technical skills that can almost get in the way of your inspiration, you know, because yeah. you'll do what you think you're, you're supposed to do. I think if you're already set in the way that you kind of work and then you start to learn that stuff, it won't fuck with like, cause me and Chris will work on a thing and like, he's fucking a mu- musician. Yeah. He knows the shit. But then when it comes to like a road where it's like, should we do this because musically it works or this? We usually find a way to make it where it's like both work. In but I a think fun that's because you're coming from a different place, right? Like he's well, got the technical and you don't. So uh, you can balance each other. But I'm not in any way like contributed. Well, I am, but like we. Eh, I think he also. <laughs> him musically figuring a way to like do it. Also, it's comedy, so it's like. The joke is what matters most in this project, sure. and but, you can you can flub a musical structure purposely for the sake of yeah. a joke, and that always hits hard in musical comedy because mm-hmm. you know. I mean, the easiest example is like not doing a rhyme yeah. but using a synonym, which is cheap, and you guys don't really do. But you, you know what? I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, the more I've learned as we've gone on, which like I've been looking into that kind of stuff too, and I always have been, but like. The more I've learned, the better we've gotten, and looser, actually, we've gotten. Like, we try, we were, I think, trying too but hard. But that can also just be you guys getting more comfortable with each other and well, the yeah. process. But, uh, I think, I don't know, I just think learning wouldn't fuck up your I don't your think it would necessarily, gift. and I'm still actively trying to learn. Mm-hmm. But I do like embracing that, because I feel like part of why I didn't do music for so long was that I was so intimidated that I felt like, especially being around people who do know music, you know, as a kid, I always feel like, well, if I don't know, if I can't do all the scales, if I don't know all the shit, like, oh, yeah. then I can't do it. Right. Um, 
to sort of like jump into a jam situation and like we're doing this. Yeah, song I would this. psych myself out yeah, yeah. that I needed to be, you know, the best. Or I needed to know everything mm-hmm. before I did it. And then um, in Danger Pen, uh, Matt is like a he was like a jazz school person who so was very very technical. And I'd come at it from the complete opposite end where I'm like, I can't tell you what note I want, but I want it to be sparkly. Or like, <laughs> this needs to be more. Like, I'd just be like, I, I want to move my body to it. Like, I can't tell you what that I'm always interested to hear this is, but like, from other people. Yeah, like, how do you I, get what you, because you're, if you're coming up with the jokes, that means like you're probably writing songs while you're at work. And then you're coming to him with them, and you got to tell him what you kind of wanted well, to be. Well, I tended to work from the music. Like, he would make a beat, oh, like a cool, nebulous okay. beat, and then I would sort of play around with it in my brain. Some things I wrote first, the first things we did, I, I would come with the lyrics, or just like a, a section, just, some, yeah. the, the, just like the chorus. Yeah. And then he would develop that, and we'd go back and forth, building it up. Um, there were times he would do beats and then I would come with something from that and then we would play with the structure pretty organic. of it. Very organic. Yeah. Um, and I felt like really coming from the two opposite sides like worked really well. Because mm-hmm. you meet in the middle where it's like technically good but then I would loosen it up, you know, and he would take my looseness and sort of put some tech- technical ability onto yeah. it and some structure and I feel like it was, it's a really great way to make something. I yeah. agree, yeah, that's a good way to do it. I feel like a lot of my beginning stuff, like trying to figure it out, was like forced. Yeah. I think that happens a lot, but yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're going to get loose. You do what <laughs> you do what you think you're supposed to do. Uh, one of the douchiest but most useful notes I ever got on my singing from that was, uh, uh, he said it was like, I, th- I think your singing has uh, got a lot of affectation on it. Yeah. Because I was trying to sing like everyone I admired, or what I thought I Your should Mariah sound Carey. like, or what other yeah, what other yeah. pop singers sounded like. So I was trying so hard to sound like them mm-hmm. that it ends up sounding like you're doing a character or something. Like it's not genuine. And then I had to like try and figure out what I sound like. Like yeah. how do I sing? Like what's my thing? Um, which is like a real weird process. I went, I'm going through it right now. Right? Yeah. I, I think weird. you're always, I'm still going through it. Yeah, you always will be, but yeah, yeah I feel like you, I have the same thing. If I listen to anything I made before, like, three years ago, it's like, actually, you know, anything I made before, like, two years ago, it's like, that's just so not right. Like, you yeah. can hear me trying to do things that you, like, you shouldn't try to do that. That should just happen. Yeah. Or, you know, like, weird shit like that. Yeah. Because I was never trying to sing good. I was just trying to, like, make it sound like a thing. Yeah, and I feel that way about, cause especially now moving to real music. I feel like I needed to go through musical comedy to get confidence enough to just do music. Mm-hmm. Because with comedy, and part of the reason I you know, was drawn to comedy is that it's a really good defense mechanism for me. And it's a real way for me to like hide my vulnerability. Like You have to be vulnerable in yeah. comedy, mm-hmm. but you know you're going to get that joke. So it's yeah. like, I'll put it out there like a little bit, just enough, because I know I'm going to like be able to back away from it. And like, ha ha, yeah. isn't this so funny? And then... It, to do real music, like, it's just the most vulnerable thing. Yeah. Um, you have to be present. Like, you have to be emotionally there. You have to be vulnerable. And you can't hide anything. Whereas, like, in comedy and musical comedy, like, oh, if you hit a bum note or something, yeah. you just play it off, like, because it's a joke. Yeah, but, like, yeah. in music, like, you, if you hit a sour yeah. note, like, it's out there. And right. there's no pretending that that was, like... Me and Chris try to play it like that, though. We try to play it like, oh, no, it's not comedy. It's got to sound good. 
It's gotta be great. Yeah. Like, so that way we can't play it off the joke. Mm-hmm. I respect that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, not that I'm, like, trying to be like, we're so fucking cool. Yeah, I like <laughs> But it's just, like, I think that that's, like, if you're gonna be, because comedians already want to hate us. Yep. So it's, like, if we're gonna be different in their scene and stuff, we should at least be fucking good at it. Mm-hmm. No, I think that, too. I, yeah. I have a, a little bit of a pet peeve when people do musical comedy and think that it's funny to just play bad music <laughs> or like sing off key so and I don't think yeah. it's funny at all it's like right ugh. sitting in a mic and then somebody else going up because I, I feel like now because me and Chris have been doing it for in this scene for four years we like people know us and we're so like they obviously see we're gonna go up and do music they're not surprised by it at all mm-hmm. and then when I we see someone new go up we're like oh cool I hope some they do something cool and yeah. nine times out of ten it's like what you were just describing, and it's me, like, come on, man. Well, it if I be... sing dick off-key, that's gonna be so funny. Right. Yeah. It shouldn't be treated, like, I think a lot of times, it, it may not be how they intended, but it comes off as, like, well, I'm half good at comedy, I'm half good at music, yeah. so if I put them together, it's one skill. When, like, good musical comedy, your Tenacious D's, your Chroma Keys, your Samantha <laughs> Girls, <laughs> um, you know, that's, like... Well, I'm obviously I, the trifecta. Exactly. Those I put <laughs> yeah. those three if I were to choose yeah. mm-hmm. just off the top of my head. Um, no, but like you treat it like this is music. I am a musician and like this is a skill that I have. Also, comedy is a skill and that takes an insane amount of practice and discipline and it should be two skills coming together into one show instead yeah. of two half skills coming together into one show. Totally. You know? Yeah. And goal, I think that's the difference. When we did Danger Pandora, it was like, we want it, it, like, if you're not paying attention and it's on in the background, we want you to just be like, oh, this is a good song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and important. then if you start listening, you can go, oh, and those lyrics are kind of funny. Fly the Concords can come on at a party and you can dance to it and giggle at parts, but still, like, have a romantic moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, exactly. And it will be funny, but yeah. also, like, very nice. Yeah, it's one the genuineness. Of my, one of my favorite bands right now is called Lucky Diaz and the Family Jam Band. And I know them because my best friend has a one-and-a-half-year-old daughter. And Lucky Diaz and the Family Jam Band is the best fucking children's music you will ever hear in your That's entire cool. life. That's cool. The music is fantastic. Yeah. And the lyrics are about banana sandwiches for breakfast. And it's like, this is insane. That's and they're cool. in LA. They do like free shows at the park and shit. I'm trying to think. There was a kid's That's show so that nice. had really good music. I'm trying to remember what it is right now. They had the Crazy Puppets. Um, fuck, I can't remember. A, sh- a TV show? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, not the, no, not the Banana Splits. No. I, I, when I was a nanny, too, I saw the Wiggles a lot, and they were oh, okay. they were pretty good. But I'm thinking of something. It was like a Nickelodeon show. Were you watching Wonder Shows and with your <laughs> children? You were no, nanny. No, <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, no, no. Uh, I, I can remember, but yeah, there can be some great. You mm. can have great music in any context. You can right, have. and that's the thing. If the if the music is great and the content is great, like put it together, and that's respectable and really amazing content. Muppets, man, it's the best. Yeah. Muppets have some of the greatest songs. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they employed some of the best fucking session musicians in yeah, L.A. I mean, for, like, 20 years. But they also were connection. very good about, like, yeah. it's Kermit's voice, and it's however good Kermit can sing, and it's yeah, not, like, yeah. so well, you know. But it's also, like, you, when you listen to that, it's like there's a genuineness. Exactly. It. It's, Even if you're not hitting the notes, if you're, if it's that vulnerability, like, yeah. really mm-hmm. being vulnerable, present, like, having some emotion in it, 
you can tell, like, you know, Kermit Brancos is not like, I'm going to play this off. Like, I don't really care because I don't want anyone. I don't want to actually be vulnerable. So if I act like I don't care and just sing badly, I could do like a not funny comedy song. Mm hmm. Yeah. Most of it's rap, though. Most of it's just. This is a line, and this is a line, and this is the punchline to that first line. My dick. (laughs) Dick, 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 green screen, zoom in. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Which is, I just described chroma keys. (laughs) Literally just described the chroma keys. Uh, But we just sound good when we do it. Yeah, really harmonize Joseph P. Larkin would disagree, but uh, we got in a tiff after a, uh, not an open mic, but a show. He wrote a long Facebook thing about how he did not like how we performed. Oh, I think I saw this. Yeah, you did. I did. Yeah. Wow. I think anyone that has to write You were that at the much... show, actually, I think. Was that the show I was at? I think so. That was a while ago. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, Zane's still talking about it. I don't... Oh, shit. Well, I, I, I'm I, kidding. I, I, I'm I definitely talking No, I, I'm, I'm kidding. Okay. Um, uh, I'm gonna keep talking. This is the first time I brought it up on the podcast. I'll, <laughs> yeah, say, it is. It is. I'll say, as a woman, I never found you guys disrespectful. Oh, thank you. Mm. So, we just appreciate. to put that out there. You, but wait, so were you performing on that show? That, no. That show's crazy. Was... Man, it doesn't exist anymore. I wish you could have performed on that show. It's gone? Well, he moved, uh, Ryan Pfeiffer. It was the last show that one this, that this happened at. It was uh, his last show. Oh, I, th- I don't think I was at that one. I only went to one. Oh, okay. Ever. Don't think. I, all of those are just smushed together. Yeah, I only went to one ever of those. Which yeah. Is, we talked about, I think, Rick. That show's been brought up with Rick on this mm-hmm. podcast before. Yes, yeah. Rick was also at that show. Yeah. Because I remember I was, like, with someone else, and I was like, I'm going to act like I know people and, like, <laughs> I'm cool, and I had never talked to you since that Scramble show. And so I was like, I know those guys. And I went up and I'm like, hey, I'm, we, we were on a show together yeah. once. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice, though. Because yeah. that place is, like, also, like, when I'm there, there's comedians I see at open mics, but we don't really fucking know each other. Yeah, so. that's always... And they're not trying to come up and talk to me anyway. It's hard. It's hard. Comedians are not very social. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I keep saying, I say, like, I don't scene. have any friends in the comedy scene. Yeah. <laughs> there's a ton of great stand-ups that are, like, some fucking awesome people, but it yeah. is good. There's so many of them. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And it's the whole sidewalk scene where, like, so I've hung out with you at least half a dozen times. But it's on the sidewalk, and I know we're yeah. Facebook friends, but fuck, I do not remember your name. I can't remember the last time I saw you perform. I can't and... remember anything really about you. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, but you do have a mustache, and that's like pinging with me. Like, that is a little bell that's ringing, yeah. so. I'm usually like, I love this if I can, but if I don't remember anything, but I remember like a bit. Not even what it was, but it was about something. I'll be yeah, like, yeah. You did the thing about you know the falling off the roof and then continue to whatever. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. And then the conversation started. Oh, and everyone's just like, oh, you remember me? Yeah, they <laughs> they love it. I'm you guys, they love you now. Thirstiest city in America, man. Friends, <laughs> friends now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it works in New York too. It's pretty bad in New York. Oh yeah. I loved New York for the like four days I was there. <laughs> That's about how long you can yeah. love me. <laughs> you lived there when I was there. I can't believe I did. We went for this uh, festival that's like, I was going to ask Which? you, have you heard about the New York Funny Songs Festival? Oh, yes. I also did this festival. Same uh, year? No. Oh, I think it was here. Chris had, had told me about this. Okay. I did it the last, right before I moved. All uh, right. So 2016. All right. Um, we did 15. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys were on the year before me. 
And that was an experience. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, was it was fun. I had a good time. It was really fun. No, actually, really I, I know Jessica is a really great festival, and she's got a great fun venue there. <laughs> Did they only do shows at the venue for that one? They did. Uh, no, there were multiple venues. Okay. So I did one at the Unicorn, and then I did the the ending thing, which was like the 50 funny songs. Like you all oh, have to the, do the two-minute yeah. song mm-hmm. thing, which was at Littlefield, which was a really big That venue. was a fun show for, I thought. Because like everyone's just like back and like running out and doing two minutes and like running two-minute songs. Yeah. Was it like that whenever you did it? Uh, we weren't running around as much, I think. Were you guys in Littlefield when you did it? I don't know if it was. I, I think because I was like New York. I was like a. It was a big venue. That show had like that one was not at the Unicorn, which is kind of smaller. No. The the fifty song show the year I did was at Littlefield, which is like a pretty big warehouse venue. Oh, this was like a. It was a venue attached to like a sandwich shop. Oh, yeah, it was no, cool. Yeah, that was probably the year before. Uh, did was you smaller? Did you write a new song for that contest? I did not. I had to rewrite a song I already had to be shorter. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so I had to like decide which verse was not funny enough to make the cut on a song I had. I would. I think we uh, we were working on that, and then it made us write a new song that we fell in love with, and then we started writing shorter form songs after that. So I think we have that festival to thank for some of our better songs. Now. Yeah, that could be a good part of the creative process. Nice. Uh. You lived. You moved out here in 2016. I moved out here almost a year ago. I moved out here. Uh, Ooh, when's your one year? September. Ooh. So September 2016, I moved out here. Nice. Coming up, coming up on the year. That's when the terrible thing will happen to you that we that hasn't oh, happened to you yet. Great. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah that's that's too. When LA whispers in your ear, go back. Don't no. listen. Oh, I mean, I had a few hard months. It's not. It wasn't. Well, all. you already had the New York stuff, so it's like. I, oh man, moving to New York was so hard. Yeah. So, like, that was, like, so rough. Right. And you did your time, and I think now you're, like, now you know you're a musician. You know you can act. You know you do comedy. And it's, like, I think, for me, when I moved to L.A., that was, like, my big city move. Like, I'm going to go to the city of the stars. Yeah. You know? So that was, like, I was so terrified of admitting that I wanted to do comedy or even, like, going out and like joining a theater doing an open mic like trying to like write scripts all that stuff was such like a shameful secret to me when i came to la because i thought it was like i don't want to be getting off the bus from dubuque and like getting chewed up and spit out but i'm not that's the example (laughs) that i use i had to i had to take a plane to Dubuque to get on a bus because buses don't run from where oh, I'm from. Oh, okay, no, so you did take a bus from Dubuque. No, I drove from oh. Chicago. You <laughs> 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 This story is yeah. one of your best scripts. Oh, thank you. No, but I, I think it's like in those first years when you're like super like vulnerable and fresh and insecure and you've already done that. You've experienced that part of life oh, just yeah. in a different city. I moved to New York city. to be a serious actress. Right, right. And then immediately, I was telling my friend this story today, my first acting job in New York, I um, I was tricked into doing foot porn. So- oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I thought about doing tickle porn a few times. Did you? I oh, I considered be- it. You're you're a cute slight man. I bet you'd do great. There's men like me who are slender and hairy who get tickled for a lot of money. Right? Not a lot of money. They could probably get paid fifty bucks to like to for a day. But I mean, it depends I, on the. It's I, I, like I've been 400. poor. 
I'd be bored. You're like, I've been tickled before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It was on camera. It never happened. For a pickle and a Diet Mountain yeah. Dew. <laughs> tickle for a pickle? I would never drink a Diet Mountain Dew. I'm just, well, it's all that's we had. That's a lie I had one yesterday because that's all we had. That's all we had. You yeah. want your Diet Mountain Dew or don't you? Yep. <laughs> that's the only case you'll drink one if it's all you had. Sorry, we turned this into a Mountain Dew. No, this is all <laughs> we're, the more we're interesting at 59 way to take minutes. the story. We're at 59 minutes. We usually do like an hour-ish. Okay. But, so you uh, got one minute, lady. <laughs> no, you've got uh, less than that. you got 40 seconds. Oh, I don't... I, I can't tell this story. No, we, we don't have to end it now. We're just... No. We're just... <laughs> oh, you want me to turn her off? Just cut it. Okay, bye. Cut it. <laughs> Thanks, bye. So you moved to New York. Big acting opportunity. Uh-huh. Well, I had done a... a uh, an actual film in Florida right before I moved called Broken, a short mm-hmm. film, really great. Um, we did like some festivals and things, and then I moved here and uh, it was still Facebook, or no, it was still MySpace at the time. Oh, mm, nice. Shout out. Yeah, and so these guys found me on MySpace and they're like, hey, we saw your movie, we're workshopping a script very similar, a thriller, and like we thought you were such a great actress and we want to pay you to help us workshop the script. And I was like, oh, I have, I find nothing weird with this because this is exactly what my plan was, was to move to New York and have someone say I'm so great. And just <laughs> and so everything is happening according to plan. So I went to this, um, uh, studio. there were two guys, they were writing partners, but they wanted to work with me separately. Also, I didn't find this weird. They uh, wanted to workshop this script for a movie with me they didn't have a script for. And so I go to this rehearsal space, and my only direction was, like, to bring white socks. <laughs> Very good. And I found nothing weird with any of this. And uh, so I go to this rehearsal space, and just with this guy who, you know, nothing against mustaches, but had literally, like, the creepiest mustache. <laughs> just, like, absolute pedo face guy. And uh, it was just him and a camera, and he's like, so, you know, it's like your movie. You're going to be tied to this chair. Do you mind taking your feet off? Or you're taking your shoes off? <laughs> I have a saw. If you'd like me to take your feet off for yeah, you, I can do that. Yeah. So I uh, I took my shoes off, and I'm, like, tied to this chair, and I was like, where's the script? And he's like, well, we don't have one yet. And I'm like, okay. So improv. I do improv. Great. And I just kept thinking, this guy's really terrible at this. Um, it was, I didn't think it was very good, but I was the shit out of it you know because yeah. I'm like giving my all I'm like into it I just even remember getting weirded out halfway through and just being like oh I'm in a room with a strange man and I'm tied up and this is a little strange but yeah. hey I'm yeah. an actor this is great he paid me cash um and then I was supposed to go meet his writing partner at his house in Connecticut um like the next week and so the day before I'm supposed to go to Connecticut I get the footage back from the first guy and I turn it on, and it starts on me, and then he pans down to my feet, and then only films my feet for like 20, 30 minutes. Wow. Which also, I had been acting the shit out of this. <laughs> yeah. I'm like giving full performance, and it's like not just my feet. Do, is there audio for it, though? There's audio. Oh. I oh God, I don't know if this disc exists anywhere. Uh, thank God this was also before YouTube was a thing. Um, oh, God. So I see this footage, and I go okay, well, I'm still going to go to this stranger's house <laughs> in Connecticut. So Whoa, I go train. I have no GPS. <laughs> before iPhones, I didn't send anyone the address. No one knew where I was. I got on a fucking train to Connecticut, get in a stranger's car, <laughs> go to a stranger's house. I had no idea where I was. And uh, 
I get there and his wife is there for my comfort. Which I think if anyone says someone's there for your comfort, that should be a red flag. Yeah, don't like, you? <laughs> why do I need someone there for my comfort? That's weird. Right? My um, wife is here because we we live together because we're to make married. Your comfort. And she just kept sitting in the edge and being real weird. She's like, my husband's making foot porn and I don't know how to feel about it. So, yeah, at this point I was just like, oh, we're still working a script. I still am like 100% thinking yeah. this is going to be a legitimate thing. And uh, it wasn't until I was handcuffed to their bed... <gasps> And he comes in the room with these little tiny, tiny handcuffs, like for your thumbs, and he goes to put them on my toes. Oh my goodness. And I blurt out, I'm like, so I noticed your partner filmed my feet a lot. Like, what's that about? And he's his, he just goes kind of white, and he's like, did he not talk to you? Like, so... Yeah, so my friend and my wife and I, we all really enjoy feet, and this is just for us, for our personal use, and this isn't for anyone else, and like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well. Oh, my goodness. uh, I had not been told this before, but I'm not about to argue with a stranger while I'm literally handcuffed to his bed. Yeah. And no one knows where I am, so I'm like, sure, this is cool. This is fine. This is exciting. This I think this is That's... our first ghost slash murder victim that we've ever had on the podcast. Right? <laughs> yeah. Gracious. It's amazing. Uh, How'd you escape uh, uh, the clamps? Yeah, well then, so that was just one setup. We did multiple setups that day. Oh my god, how many little props were made? Oh, once, at one point, and this I don't even fully understand. I This was so long ago, this was like 10 years ago. Uh, but I remember distinctly being completely encased in a sleeping bag, which I I got like the whole like tied up victim thing, but I'm like, my feet weren't even shown, so I don't really get that set up at all. <laughs> that was like, a really sweet Doberman picture who kept like coming up and sniffing me. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my I just kept looking at the dog, like, you get it. And then <laughs> the last setup of the day, I remember this is when my spidey sense went off, which was way too late. Um, we go down into his basement. Jesus like the old school, Christ. like you walk into the double doors like you're hiding you're from a tornado. You're the classic girl in the horror movie that does I, everything I should you should do. And I then, should absolutely. No, she always gets away at the end and then gets into the next horror film. Right, exactly. I'm that girl. I can't wait for the sequel. To yeah, this. right? I think the sequel is just doing comedy in LA. I know. In our that's, garage. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. So we got this green Are screen you behind you. Are going to chain me up? <laughs> Uh, so wait, no, I gotta hear more. The basement. No, that was it. So I, I, we go down to the basement, and that, like now I'm starting to get weirded out after all day. And he chains my leg. I have no shoes on because there's the whole thing about not having shoes on. Chains my leg to this pole in this basement, and there's like no floor even. It's like a dirt floor. And he goes out to get the camera or something. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, oh this is how I die. This is it. Mm. <laughs> I'm just gonna be chained to the pole in this guy's basement. And it was in this one of those Connecticut neighborhoods where it was also so beautiful, like all like rose bushes and perfect houses, which makes it more creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so where like, it happens. Like this is where no one will find you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it was fun. he came down. We filmed a scene. He drove me back to the train, <laughs> and I just went home and was like, okay, well, I'm not gonna audition for the next year and a half because I'm like. like fully freaked out and I just didn't act for like two years he's like a, one of those managing psychos who like they want to tie people up and just fuck with their feet but like they can't so in I, this at world at the end of the day they paid me and they didn't hurt yeah. me no, I mean, and that the, like the reason rape porn exists and all that shit is like <laughs> this is so weird like you oh my god and you just and then you of course you don't want to die so you like did it yeah, well, and you know, women are very agreeable. 
That's the tagline of this podcast. I know. Uh, <laughs> Indie cred. White women. Are very women. <laughs> oh my god. Did, I don't want to offend anyone, so, so I'm just gonna go along. Did they with like this. give you a copy of the finished product? After that, we never communicated again. Mm-hmm. I did not get a copy of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you I didn't never... say, "Here's my mailing address." If yeah, you want, I wasn't like, "Please, <laughs> I need this for my reel." I'm... <laughs> this would be a fun animated story. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. And then, I don't know, I think, I just, I pray to God it's not on YouTube somewhere. I have no idea. We should get it and put it on YouTube. Oh, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) We should make a documentary about this day. Interview them, their children, probably. I thought about going back into my old MySpace and seeing if I could figure out who, because that's where they found me. Yeah. I mean, I... I want to just make sure that this address is searched by the police at least annually to, <laughs> yeah. to make sure things haven't escalated. Well, how many feet and toes are going to be found in that basement you spent a day in? Oh, God. Because how many people, once they got to that handcuffed position, said, no, I'm not going to do this, and then got murdered? See, that's why it seemed better to just go along with it. Yeah. <laughs> Because your toes are clamped up, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, although by the basement, my toes were free. But my leg was uh, But that's the bottom oh, bed. Oh, your toes dead. were free. I was chained up by my ankle to a pole. But oh, when the agreement worse. happened, the was bed was, you were clamped up on the toesers. Yeah, wow. That was in the bed. I just, hands handcuffed, and he comes in and, like, goes for my toes. <laughs> uh, I almost want to follow this story up with, like, well, what was your second job? <laughs> um, what was my second? Uh, I that's pretty indie, by the way. Like, that's the most independent that's film. That's so indie. That's a- that was the most indie film. I think that's like <laughs> nothing will ever be more indie on this podcast than that film you made that day. Oh my god, thank you. I just want the most cred. Samantha's toes. <laughs> yep. That's that'll be the name of my next short. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you um, should put on your resume. You've done foot modeling. Oh my god, no. <laughs> Just modeling. No one will ask what yeah. kind. Yeah, uh, parts modeling. Yeah, there you parts go. Parts modeling. That's creepier somehow. <laughs> right, that does imply like severing. Yeah. It feels, yeah. Just a nip. Literally. Oh, Jesus. I'm just a nip model? I've watched a recap of uh, Game of Thrones, and there's that scene where they cut off the unsullied nipple. <gasps> Spoiler alert! Oh, yeah. If you anyway, haven't watched Game of Thrones in, in three years. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember that. They cut off yeah, so many things model. in that show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is the most independent thing I've ever fucking heard. Right? I'm a real independent woman, and I shouldn't be. You I should have somebody watching me and telling me not to do these things. <laughs> so wait, when when you like were like, okay, yeah, now I know it's foot porn for these weirdos, mm-hmm. were you still giving it your all? <laughs> then I started phoning in the performance sure. up here. Good for you. You know, I wasn't gonna because that first one, man, I was like, I was going for tears. I was like, really yeah. acting the shit out of it. Right, right. What and, kind of direction uh, was this man giving you? And did the wife step in? Uh, at the second one, um, it was. I don't rem- honestly. It was. It's a bit of a fuzz. This nice. was two thousand and six, so a while. Right ago. around when weird stuff should be happening to people. Yeah, yeah. I just weird, turned 21. Yeah, I just think all my weird city. stuff was happening around 2006, 2007. That was a weird time, right? Yeah. It was a real weird Spooky time. Spooky things. Uh, I Spooky feel like answers. it was just like so... Struggle. 
Man. So you you've been kidnapped again. <laughs> this, is, this is a new setup, but you're still kidnapped and uh, you're struggling. Did he say and that? I, ah! Along those lines was That's basically funny. the direction I had. Like be distressed. <laughs> Try Can and you escape. wiggle your pinky toe a little more. Yeah, it, you know, honestly, it, in a method way, it was quite easy to be freaked out in these scenes. Uh, you know, I felt like the performance yeah. was very natural. Extremely natural. Did you bring to to your any of your uh, like makeup effects stuff to the plate? And you're like, oh, I can do webbed toes in this next <laughs> one. Let's do an underwater thing. No, I wasn't doing makeup at that point. We should make our own. Let's get into making foot porn, I guess. I would be into modeling. I mean, Sam has made it sound so appealing right? so far. I'll I will be on the next train to Connecticut. If <laughs> you want to? Oh, you're gonna go to them? Yeah. Well, they seem like the best. Yeah. 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 The if you're gonna do it, you know, do it. I don't right. think anything's wrong with foot porn if you tell everyone that that's oh, what you're totally doing. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. This, oh my God. That's what's so, thing is. That would like, be so nice. I'm not trying to shame any, but like. Feed, fine, whatever yeah. your pleasure, but yeah. Yeah, don't consent. trick anybody. Consent in the right way. In yeah. the, I know what I'm consenting to yes, 100%. Like, hey, I really liked your film that you were in. By the way, do you remember that one scene where there's a shot of your feet? That's what we want to recreate, because there was a scene in the movie of my feet. Oh, mm. that makes sense. It's That was a moment I thought, I this was my brilliant acting. Because I was, I was handcuffed to a... Um, or I was tied to this wheelchair in, in Broken in the real movie. And uh, and the director got this cutaway because I was just acting so hard. And I was just so great. My feet were, like, gripping the edge of the wheelchair. And he's like, ooh, I want to get a cutaway of that. Like, that's great. Nice. Um, so I was like, great. It's my brilliant acting. But I didn't realize that, like, that was the one part that they were like, yeah. We want yeah. you. <laughs> did they tell you? They're like, we just saw that scene, or did you just no? Put afterwards, together? after I figured out what was happening, I realized like there is a distinct shot of my yeah, feet right. In the movie. Yeah. So, yeah. so they would know like, what my bleep. feet looked like, and they would know like these are feet we want mm-hmm. to see more of. Wow. Yeah. There you have it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> So this turned into an episode of... I do music, of, too. I also do... Yeah. <laughs> no, it's evolved now. So this is for all of the indie foot porn directors. Uh, a little lesson of how you mm-hmm. uh, trick your, well, your actors. Nice and young uh, girl. Oh, man. Wow. Very nice. But so I'm working on this album. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, are you? <laughs> no, I am. Yeah, I'm going to work on it, uh, Ooh, an album. Let's talk about that real quick before we close this thing out. Yeah, with, with the legendary Rick Wood. Mm, he's mm-hmm. the best to work with. Yes. I don't know if it's going to be full, full, but I want to do more than an EP, because I think, you know, three or five songs is a little light. Mm-hmm. So I'm aiming for maybe around eight. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. I think Mac DeMarco's last thing was seven songs. And that seems kind of cool. It's like, oh, like here's a nice seven songs. Yeah. And I'm like, why not? Yeah, but I think this that's is enough your... to buy. Yeah, absolutely. And this is your uh, your first album of the serious, vulnerable yes. songwriter songs. Uh huh. Okay. This is my first serious, not comedy, very vulnerable music. Very cool. Uh, well, tell us about that. And also my first solo music venture, which is. Oh, that'd be nice. Fun. I mean, not uh, Rick is definitely helping. Well, you're working immensely. with a producer. You're working with a producer and, yeah. and, music, and session guys. Well, yeah. I say session guys because I, I assume... And probably some session girls I want to get yeah. in on here. Uh, my friend Katie Dill is amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Got a strong art in her because she's going to listen to this and then she's going to have to do it. <laughs> uh, no, she's a brilliant musician. 
Um, but like yeah. Sturgill Simpson doesn't play every instrument on his fucking thing. He's got like the best guys in Nashville working with him to fucking make the best album. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. That's nice. fucking awesome. Yeah. Very cool. It's fun. We got a video, my first song I shot in New York that Eddie shot. Mm-hmm. Hopefully coming out in about a month or two. So would that be kind of like a single, pretty much? Yeah. But what's interesting is is uh, it's like the least produced album ever because instead of like doing the album and then picking the single, I just did the first song that I finished first. <laughs> 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 and then shot a video for it because my friend was shooting a video. So that's going to be the single and the single will probably come out before the album is done. Yeah. You can't like plan, like when you're not, when you're working with no money and you're doing all your fucking self. That's how it's going to be. Exactly. Like it's indie cred, right? Yeah. yeah. I, like, me and Chris needed something new, so we made a fucking song and music video, and now it's like, well, we'll just throw that on whatever album we put out, and, you know. Yeah, right. exactly. We, you got to have a thing on the internet, you know, whatever. You work in whatever order it, yeah. it comes, mm-hmm. you know, just following that. Indie, man. Inspiration. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> uh, do you have any specific plugs? Twitter, Facebook? Uh, yeah. Uh, SoundCloud? Twitter MySpace? and Instagram. I'm at Sam Sweets. Facebook. Is that Sam Sweets all one word or underscore? One word. Sam, Sam Sweets. Sweets. Uh, you can find me there. Facebook. I've got a Samantha Jane Gerwitz Facebook page. You can find. I might just make it Samantha Jane. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to see how this. Hey, leave me some comments. Tweet at me. What name should I have? Please tell me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I need guidance. Yeah, I'm excited. Tell me to what see. to do. I'll do your foot porn. <laughs> <laughs> That's consent. You just consented to, <laughs> to what I am shooting right after There's we no click the button. Legal. Call my lawyer. <laughs> oh, What's that person's name? I don't know. I'm Jewish. I must have a lawyer. Yeah. I'll find one. My sister and her and her uh, husband, my brother-in-law, they're both like lawyers pretty much. So I just say that. I'm like, ah, they're lawyers. I'll fucking take care of it. Yeah, right? I got a lawyer. I'll ca- call uh, Zane's sister. That's my lawyer. Yeah. My uh, my old landlord was a lawyer, and I used to think, oh, this is going to be great. If anything ever happens, I'll have a, like, a lawyer that I know. And then I realized that he just used his knowledge of the law to fuck me in my lease. Very cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very lawyer of him. Yeah. yeah. No, actually, you know what? I take that back. It was a fine living experience. I don't want to say. <laughs> we don't know where it was. What are, you, what are you scared of exposing something online at this point? Uh, <laughs> have you not heard... Everything I've said this entire time. <laughs> As she pours the rest of her giant beer yep. into my Batman mug. Oh, is that Batman? It is Batman. Oh. This must have been when the Riddler was there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, where was this, McDonald's? Mm-hmm. Oh, that man. was the Batman Forever? Over New York. So this mug is distinctly saying, New York, that's Gotham, baby. Yep. Mm-hmm. Definitive. That was in the weird stage, but I do love Jim Carrey in that movie still. Oh, I do too. I love that movie. Yeah. I, I as a kid, that. I probably annoyed the adults that were with me with how much I loved it, because now looking at it, I'm like, oh, if I was an adult back then, especially yeah, one that like, doesn't give a fuck about Batman. It's like, really, I have to take Zang to this fucking movie yeah. again? Mm. Oh, so good. But, I loved it. Uh, that movie's great, and that mug is great. Yes, and we got the plugs, man. What are we? What are we doing here, guys? <laughs> I think maybe we. Have I don't to want to end it. I just want to have a nice soon, time. This, come this comes out, out tomorrow. Yeah, oh. we have... <laughs> so June 29th I'm playing um, a bunch of comedy music at the LA Musical Comedy Fest. Oh, oh shit! Where is that? Yeah. We're doing that too. It's at the clubhouse. Are you? Yeah. Guys, what a lineup! Yeah, it's y'all should come out. <laughs> um, yeah, it's gonna be great. So that's next weekend. Yeah. Wait, the weekend. Yes, yeah, next weekend. Oh fuck! I got it right. Wait, I gotta prepare for that. June 28th? No, it's oh, two weeks from now. I was thinking 29th. 29th. Yeah. So two weeks 29th, from now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So what day are you doing Friday or Saturday? I'm doing the 29th. That's Saturday. Saturday. I'm doing Saturday. Saturday at 6 or 6 30. I don't want to. Oh, those. guys, Sweet. get there early because you don't want to miss Sam's the clubhouse See, rules. There's the lineup. There's lineup. There's yeah. going to be tons of booze there that you're not going to have to pay that much money for. You just throw $5 in a bucket Hell somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come to my show. I'll have shots. Hell yeah. It's going to be indie as shit, too. Oh, do I have to actually get that now? Marie Bamford was just testing out new shit there today. At the, at the fucking clubhouse? Yeah. She is all week, yeah. I haven't had time to go. I know. Pretty sweet. I'm yeah. going to try on Friday. Holy shit. I saw shit. P- Peter took a picture with her and all that. She's so nice. She seems so nice. Man, there you have it. That's Indie Craig, guys. Mm-hmm. I've been saying there you have it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing more indie than loving Maria Bamford. Yeah. That's Samantha Jane Gerwitz or Samantha, what was the French one? Polay. Polay. Very nice. Mm-hmm. That's Indie Cred.